Hi, hello, welcome to Unauthorized, the podcast where we teach you about authors even though nobody said we could. Or should. Let's dive into this, you guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) You can tell we haven't talked in a minute. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Who are you? Approximately two days. Mm -hmm. It's been a a long few days. (laughs) I'll say that. Um, Question for y'all. Answer for you. (laughs) Um, I want to know what your guys' least favorite word is. Hmm. Um. (laughs) No, no, you cannot say moist. I'm so tired of everyone saying it. Nope, it's not that bad. Give me a second to think about this one. That's a really good question. I have two answers for this. Wow, Mm. I already know. One, pustule. Oh, you're right. Two, I think only I should be allowed to use the word hubris. I'm sorry, Because I'm going to use it right, but I feel like everybody who else uses it, it's too pretentious. And only I get to be that pretentious. Hubris. 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 I feel that way with it's who? an emotion felt by geese. Why do you I thought only get to use it? I thought it was also felt by people. No, only geese feel you. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm gonna. Can you fact check that? I, I, I literally. <laughs> no, it's excessive pride or self confidence. Only geese feel that. <laughs> That's true. They're so prideful. My first semester in a creative writing class, I wrote a poem about how geese feel hubris, and that's their only emotion. I love that. Oh, I do, too. That's their only emotion? They only feel hubris. What about, I don't know, murderous? Because the Hubris fits. Murderous, malicious. Oh, excessive pride. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly, um, do you have a least favorite word? Yeah, well, I, I'll jump on the I wish other people wouldn't use it train. Um, whom? Whomsta? <laughs> no, whomst is fine because that's like a meme. Okay, but, well, okay, okay. But like whom? To, to whom? <laughs> to whom? <laughs> Me, an intellectual. Whom? <laughs> exactly. Um, but also, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. What did you just put in the garbage bag? Garbage? Oh, okay, that makes oh. sense. Um, now that's in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can cut anything out of this podcast. Watch me. <laughs> Editing Callie here. Um, and yes, I could cut anything out of the podcast, but I'm going to leave this one in. Well, it, but there's other ones too where like uh, where you'll flip letters. Those are the ones I'm trying to think of. Mm. Mm, my uh, um, aunt can't get wonder and wander straight. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I can't stand crick. It's a creek. I feel cold. <laughs> Did I tell you that? What? No, okay, I didn't. No. So, once upon a time, I was raised on a farm. <laughs> oh, But, good. so here's the thing. Backstory. <laughs> but here's the thing. I I don't say crick. I say, when I read it, I say creek. Mm-hmm. But up in Wyoming, the road is bitter crick or crow crick. Okay. But it's but it's spelled creek. But that's how I was raised to say those words. That's true, yeah. So it's weird because my whole family says creek, but then we look at that side and say, oh, yeah, it's bitter creek. Why? Well. But, yeah, I think you're right, Porter. I, Yeah. 
privilege with how we pronounce words. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, London? My least favorite word is probably shaft. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I hate that word. So you don't say elevator shaft? Just elevator storage bin. (laughs) 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 Sorry. That was my bad. I should know better. That's really good. I'm sorry. Storage bin? Or, you know, stable. <laughs> elevator the stable. elevator stable. <laughs> Hello, I've brought my wild elevator to the stable to be tamed. I love that so much. Have uh, I told you guys that I used to be a horse girl? No. Full no. on. I went to um, horse camp three times in one summer. I knew every part of the hoof of the horse. Porter knows. <laughs> There is no coming back from this. I, Wait, you knew? I've known this. Porter knew because I would. I've been harboring her secrets. <laughs> My horse girl secrets. I can't even look at you the same way. Listen, all writers are horse girls a little bit. Just nope. a tiny bit. Uh-uh. No, some of us are um, vampires. That too. <laughs> <laughs> because shortly after my horse girl phase, it was a vampire phase. Did you. Listen, honest question. Well. Did y'all do the thing after you read Twilight? The thing? Where, you, you'll you know, where you'd sit in class, you'd be like, oh, it's not cloudy enough outside, I can't go outside for reasons. Or like, straight up. Oh, to be a vampire oh, to Forks, Washington. Didn't even want to be a vampire, just wanted to be Bella. <laughs> Let's be real. You are Bella. <laughs> Tag yourself. I've achieved my dreams. Twilight characters, who are we? I'm Bella. That's fine. You can Get out. I'm, I'm the, the truck. Did you say the dad in the truck? Callie's the truck. I'm the dad. Did I send y'all that video? You sent me that video. Okay. <laughs> pretty sure guess the twilight no one will guess the twilight characters it was the cosplay (laughs) did right oh man what a good time anyway i love that um we've done great things i have no segue into my author but that's good she is near and dear to my heart like horses and vampires Um, i count that as a segue horses vampires (laughs) and daphne daphne du marier that's gonna be your biography name Horses, Horses and vampires. vampires and Daphne. That's going to be my essay title. That's for senior yes. projects. That's Love my that. essay title, but it's about Daphne Blake from Scooby-Doo. Oh, I can't Daphne. think of another Daphne fast enough. My friend's name. No, my friend's mom's name is Daphne. Ooh. So you that's could, fun. You could write a poem about her. Daphne. Like the Helen poem from the Edgar Allan Poe episode. Oh, oh for Daphne. Oh, to be Daphne. Ed- Edgar Allan Poe poem. Edgar wait. Uh huh. <laughs> Does I Edgar Allan poem? Uh, just a poem. Oh, that's good. Ooh, me. So tell I'm me just m- a poem. <laughs> Sorry. Tell me more about Daphne. Oh, Daphne. She was born May thirteenth in nineteen oh seven, making her a wonderful little Taurus. Yes. For every author, I will say their zodiac sign. <laughs> I love that. Um, just to get an overall feel for it. You know what I mean? She was born in London. 
She wrote the classic novels Rebecca, My Cousin Rachel, and Jamaica Inn, as well as many others, um, including short stories, a whole slew of writings. I love that. Have you guys read Rebecca or watched Rebecca? Is Rebecca a horror? Yes. I haven't. I have not Rebecca, but I've listened to you give a presentation (laughs) about Rebecca. About Rebecca. I don't know if you know this, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> That's about the extent of my knowledge, yeah. Can't wait to tell you about Rebecca. I go to Manderley or whatever. <clears throat> yes, I dreamt once again that I went to Manderley. It's the opening line. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Close enough. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Love that. It's um. It's yeah. on your water bottle, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of. I can't read it. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> All I can see is unreliable narrator and. I think that's French. <laughs> that's Latin. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so here's the thing. Daphne had a very successful family, which many people would say, oh, well, that's why she was a successful writer. But, you know, if you've read her novels, like she knew what she was doing with like gothic tales and stuff. Her father was um, an actor and manager. And I think her mom was also an actress. And her grandfather was an author and a cartoonist. So, you know, she had the connections. Friends with Walt Disney? I know that that time doesn't Mm. line up. but Mm. No, but I do have a really fun Disney quote. Not quote. Fact. Fun fact about Disney and Daphne. (gasps) Oh. Oh, this is my episode. Okay, let's go. Hear that, Disney fans? Saddle up. Because I, me and Callie, we're going to spring break and we're going to Disneyland. Not together. Not together, but... But still. Going to Disneyland on the day that I am running a conference that I need you to help with? On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. (laughs) The day of my daughter's conference. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Okay, so, fun fact about Daphne that I didn't even know. She married a man. Well, I knew that part. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that she married a man. And his name was Gerald. But... Gerald. Gerald. Oh, Gerald. I think his nickname was The Boy. That's horrifying. That's my least mm-hmm. favorite horror movie, and they're making a second one. I see. I've seen that, and I'm intrigued. I want to see how bad it's going to be. It's going to be bad. A child. <laughs> the child. But before that, and, you know, during her marriage, she was bisexual. I did not know that. I love that. Um, Super cool, and I can't wait to explain more about it. I can't wait for you to explain more about it. So, um, she had many intimate relationships with women that she would call Venetian tendencies. That's it. That's my sexuality. That's what it is. Homegirl ain't straight. Homegirl ain't straight. Um, Straight people don't say stuff like that. No. But I I found my new favorite phrase, London. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) What are words? Um, two of her lovers, female lovers, were kind of famous. One was um, the wife of a really big movie producer, something like that. And her other female lover was an actress, and her name was Gertrude Lawrence. She was pretty famous. She was in a lot of movies. I just want to see it. I just want to see a picture of this person, so I'm Googling. Yeah, go ahead, Um, and I'll tell you some more. Yes, tell me more. 
I don't know if my computer was just listening or if she really was as famous, like way famous, because she, when I started typing Gertrude, she's the first one that popped up. Yeah, no, she was she was in a lot of movies. And so a lot of people would talk about Daphne du Maurier and say that, you know, she wrote about women in a lot of complex situations. And one of the most talked about relationships character wise in what in her novel, Rebecca, is the main character or not main character, but like main subject, Rebecca and her like handmaid or whatever her like her maid, you know, they had a very like close relationship that almost seemed romantic but it was very like obsessive almost and to me I feel like that might be her way of like talking about like repressed feelings towards women so I don't know it's really interesting about how she wrote about women relationships and also straight relationships so yeah I can jump on that train yeah yeah pretty cool you guys should read Rebecca (laughs) I'm literally on Amazon right now looking at how much it is and how fast I can get to my house. Oh, you you will love it. It is so... The twists, the turns. Oh, my God. Tuesday, I have Amazon Prime. You can also find it at your local Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. Pretty easily. Support Barnes & Noble. I will support Barnes & Noble. I will, too. If we still had a local bookstore, I'd say support that. But, you know, they're gone now. Which is literally the only reason I started... Side note. It's literally the only reason why I started buying books on Amazon because our bookstore closed down. So support your local bookstores, everybody. Do it or you'll be sad like me. Yeah, me too. Very sad about it. But speaking of Barnes & Noble and since we were talking about vampires in Twilight earlier. (laughs) I'm listening. Did anyone go to the midnight release of Breaking Dawn? Oh, when the book came out? Yep. No, my mom never let me do stuff like that. See, London, I was in the, the closet. Oh, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so Porter walked over after school and was like, I'm picking this up for my sister. <laughs> you people think. No, I got nothing to remind you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's fine. Um... It is fine. I didn't need your reassurance. But you appreciated it anyway. Stop. <laughs> Stop attacking me. Anyway. I'm sorry I get in front of this mic and I get very hostile. Anyway. <laughs> Back to Daphne. Some more Daphne facts. Um, I feel like, so, it's not confirmed. A lot of my sources were a little um, iffy, but... Um, I think that's the, honestly, the disclosure to all of these episodes. Yeah. Just so you know, our our sources are... Kind of sketch. Not the yeah. new the new inquiry this time. No, not, <laughs> not the new inquiry. Not this time. That's such a long game joke because this episode's so close to last. I know. It's <laughs> fine. So good. Anyway, um, so we all know F. Scott Fitzgerald. <clears throat> yes, yeah. heard of him. So, in 1920, Daphne was 19, and she had a photograph taken of her. And she has, you know, she has her sweet little bob. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. She's got, um, you know, those wide eye, like, flapper eyes going on. She's very cute. She's got, like, an off-the-shoulder dress, very flapper. That photograph was used <sighs> for F. Scott Fitzgerald's uh, Tender is the Night and I think the Great Gatsby cover. What? Wow. Yeah. 
Wait. One of the publications covers. They used um, that photograph. If you just um, type that in. It's wild. Wait, the 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 one that's like blue and then the eyes and the lips? No, so oh, okay. that one is like the like classic Great Gatsby. This okay. one was like a penguin press. It was, um, I think it was more used for Tender as the Night. But love, I love it. I love this. Yeah, just very cute, you know, living her best life. I feel like she was kind of like a free spirit. She really didn't care about what people thought. And like, I think she was pretty open about like her relationships. I love that. So, that killing was it, Daphne. Cool. Um, so, who wants to hear about this little Disney fact? <laughs> oh, I love a good Disney oh, fact. Gotta get, like, lead up into this. Disney fact. Disney fact. I love this so much. So, do we all know the Pirates of the Caribbean movie and ride? Yes. I've been on the ride, but yes. I'm going to confess the sin. I've never seen a single Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So you know how people get mad when I say I don't read Harry Potter? I do recall, yes. I'm mad that you haven't watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, but I didn't get mad at you for Harry Potter. That's true. That was me. That was so <laughs> Callie's mad at you. You're mad at me. And I guess I have to be mad at Callie? For something. I, Callie, I guess can we'll you find... do something problematic real quick? I don't like gay people. <laughs> that was too spicy, ma'am. <laughs> that was too much. Well, you know, a lot of internalized homophobia. <laughs> but wait, just real quick. I will cut this out of the podcast, probably. Oh, no, I won't, because it's about... Hold on. Okay. We'll cut that out. Yeah. Okay, but Porter. <laughs> yes. Pirates of the Caribbean 1, 2, and 3 are, like, so good. The fourth so one, good. sure. But the fifth one... <laughs> Kira Knightley, Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom. It's, like, all hot people. Pirates. I've been on the ride. Pirates. That is doesn't. Is the ride like the movie? Uh, no. No. The movie I have no frame of reference then. Based off the ride. But I will say the greatest thing in this world. Are you world, sure the ride didn't come first? The ride came first. Are That's you sure they didn't make yeah. the ride first and then they made the movies after the ride? That's what I said. Oh, is that what you said? <laughs> right? Yes, that is what you said. The greatest thing in this world is coming around the corner and smelling Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. there's a smell. Everyone needs to go to Disneyland right now. It has a smell. Well, I wish I could go. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a little Pirates of the Caribbean pin, and you're gonna wear it <laughs> with pirate pride. Somebody bring me back a hat. Yo, what kind of hat? The one with ears. <gasps> okay, oh, I'll do that. I'll bring you ears, and then I'll forgive you for leaving me. I will. I will only buy two things on this trip: your hat. And a lightsaber. Oh. oh, you're buying a lightsaber? No, I can't justify it. Anyway, okay, back to Daphne back and track, the Disney fact. Track. Disney fact. We'll have to condense some of that. Mm-hmm. All right, so the famous line from the song in the movie and also in the ride, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yes. It is speculated that that is from Daphne du Maurier's book, The Jamaica Inn, and that's where it originated from. Daphne! Queen. Queen. Wow. Absolute queen. She she wrote that. The iconic line. Iconic. It's in everything. It's everywhere. It's everything. And whenever someone's like, you know, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you're like, I've been telling no tales. Yeah. Mr. Disney wants what Daphne has. That line inspired me to be a poet. 
I really thought you were going to say inspired me to be a Love pirate. That. that too. Pirate poet. <gasps> Let's all be Wait, I have, a new, I have a new dream. I'll be a pirate poet. Okay. It's perfect. I'll be a pirate poet with you. And this has been your Disney fact. Disney fact. Bing bong, bing bong. I love that. So I think it's important that we talk about Alfred Hitchcock and um, his movie, Rebecca, which got him his first Oscar. Oh, I didn't know it was a Hitchcock movie. Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. it was his only Oscar he got. Oh. Um, He got nominated other times, I think, but this was the one that won. Um, So he got the Oscar for it. He also used several other um, Daphne du Maurier stories, such as The Birds. Is written by Daphne. No way. I didn't know that. Really? Um, I love that movie. I think Alfred Hitchcock also did a movie based on the Jimmy Cahan. Her books are super, like, gothic, and I, like, they're scary. Like, Rebecca will, it'll mess your mind up a little bit. But here's the thing. Alfred Hitchcock is kind of an asshole. Um, Oh, yikes. Especially towards women. He said, after he got the Oscar for Rebecca, he was like, that is not a Hitchcock film because it did not aid to his success. What? <laughs> yeah. He got an Oscar for it, but he's like, well, I didn't truly write the film, which kudos for admitting. But he said that it did not aid to his success because he already thought that he had this like fragile masculinity. Yeah. He had this like, you know, persona, pers- persona. He thought what he was hell, better Alfred? than everyone. So he was like kind of just dismissive about it. But despite that, he did it really well. He did cut some things, but the portrayals, the characters, great. And also Daphne liked it, so. Well, I guess we'll we'll trust Daphne on this one. Yeah. Also, despite him being kind of like a narcissistic asshole about it, um, a lot of his films are kind of inspired by Daphne's stories. Like, the website said that... Um, his films, Vertigo and um, Superstition, were also influenced by Daphne's stories. Huh. So, pretty cool. Daphne's about. brought us some some iconic stuff. Yeah, I didn't even for know. Real. I, I didn't even know. Like the birds? Yeah. yeah. What? Wild. That is her short story. Pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. it's like you wouldn't even realize. But No, I didn't even know. So, that kind of concludes Daphne. She died April 19th, 1989 in Cornwall. Cornwall. Which, by the way, she loved Cornwall. Like, she loved it. Like, it's that seaside. It's where um, Virginia Woolf went every summer, if you remember that episode. (laughs) Which she also writes a lot about Cornwall and stuff. She died at 81. Good life. Yeah. Spooky life. Mm Mm-hmm. I love a spooky life. Oh, yeah. She's great. Great spooks in all of her novels. I love that. Movie adaptations are really good, too. Like, My Cousin Rachel came out a few years ago. I really liked it. Hmm. Is that another? That's another, yeah, Daphne. That is is the title of something. It's not London saying, My Cousin Came Out, I Was a Fan. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I actually do have a Cousin Rachel. Wow. This one's for you, Rachel. (laughs) <laughs> this epi- episode is sponsored by Rachel. <laughs> Be all yourself, Rachels. Rachel. All Rachels out there. 
We support all of you. <laughs> Go, Ray Ray. I stand by all Rachels. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Oh. That's Daphne. Um, yeah. Who's doing quotes today, fellas? Hello. It's me. Porter. It's not me. <laughs> all right. I have some quotes for you. Um, for the folks at home who decided, I don't know, to listen to this episode first, don't know why, but you probably exist. Um, I'm going to give my compatriots some quotes and they're going to try and guess where they're from. Um, I have 10 quotes this round. They are all contemporary. Oh, yes. Great. And then afterwards I have two bonus quotes from a guest and I will tell you about that when we get there. Cool. I love that. Can't wait. Oh, I love this. A guest Ooh. on the podcast. Yeah. Yay. All right. Let's start off with this one. Her collars and cuffs were white trimmed with lace, and at her neckline she had pinned a purple spray of cloth violets containing a sachet. In case of an accident, anyone seeing her dead on the highway would know at once that she was a lady. Oh. I want to say Gertrude Stein, but I don't think I'm right. You look like you know it, though. Oh. London does look like she knows it. Oh, come on. I swear come I know through. this. Oh, Flannery O'Connor. It oh, is. Yes. That's who I meant. That is not Flannery Gertrude. O'Connor. God damn it. A good man is hard to find. Yes. Oh, it is a good. The, <laughs> the death, the murder. The, the hard m- to find. Hard murder. to find. The creepy hillbillies. All uh, right. Is that inaccurate? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. There's a stake in your fat black heart, and the villagers never liked you. They are dancing and stamping on you. They always knew it was you. <laughs> London looks like she has something to share. There is another line, but if I read it to you, it's too obvious. We'll so give you that line after you guess. Okay. Mm. I I got nothing. Do you see have- the second you said stake in your heart? I wanted to be like <clears throat> Twilight, <laughs> but mm. I know it's I know Ooh. it's not. But it's contemporary. contemporary, Okay, I'm going to give you that last line. Contemporary. So there's a stake in your fat black heart, and the villagers never liked you. They are dancing and stamping on you. They always knew it was you. Daddy, daddy, you bastard, I'm through. Daddy. See, that makes me want to say Sylvia Plath, but I wouldn't consider Sylvia contemporary. Well, well. I guess for my purposes, I consider contemporary, like, I have the same standards as Dr. Griffiths, like, Oh. Born in the last hundred years. Born in the last okay. hundred. Okay, yeah. Then what Sylvia. is contemporary to us? I guess. Yeah, Sylvia. Yeah, I'll see that Sylvia. is Sylvia, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> daddy. That daddy, daddy poem. <laughs> All right. This one's a little more recent. I still had no idea what this was about. Was it a drug thing or a sex thing or a weird internet thing or what? At least when I was young, there was some logic in the way we lived. Now kids go online and they mash up eight different things and turn it into some new thing and nobody understands any of it. This feels like Tom McAllister. <laughs> Garfield's in summer. Sounds like that Garfield's in summer. It is Tom McAllister, Garfield's in summer. Yes. I'm tagging him in this episode. Oh, you um, should, yeah. What if? I love that story. That story, I will never forget it. No, never. That's a good point. Who would you be? Would you be Garfield? Would you be... I don't remember the other ones. I'm a dumb dog. <laughs> You're Odie. I'm Odie. Odie, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that who they say he is when he like goes to be the, the the guy? And they're like, You're not him. You're Odie. Isn't he normal? Oh, yeah. Normal. You're normal. That's what it is. He wants to be yeah. John and he's normal. Yeah. And they oh. put him in a box. 
I'm like, what a rush. Wow. Oh. <laughs> but also, when I read, like, you're normal, I was like, oh, oh damn, that hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm feeling that. All right, all right. Once the renegade flesh was gone, fall air lay against my face, sharp and blue as a needle, but the rain fell through October, and death lay a condemnation within my blood. Ooh. I'll give you some hints. She is a poet. Ah, okay. Um, later half of the hundred years, or early half? Earlier half? Hmm. Mid-mark? Mid-recent. Mid-recent. So dead. Dead. Okay. Oh. Hmm. So dead. American? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Helps me none in a moment. Digging myself a. She is an American poet. I don't know. She is, yes. I don't. American writer, feminist, womanist, librarian, and civil rights activist. Margaret Sanger. Just kidding. (laughs) To me, a librarian. Did that say librarian, or can I just not read? <laughs> that did say librarian. We're good. Okay, good. Anyway. Give me an initial. A. L. A. L. Hmm. Audre Lord. Yep. Oh. Title of the poem is Never to Dream of Spiders. Ooh, Ooh I like that. That's fun. It's not fun. A little oh, <laughs> moment. I'm pretty sure it's about like her cancer. Oh God. Oh. Okay, but this is a good title. It is a good title. <laughs> really good title. Titles are hard, and she did great. All right, I think y'all will get this one. Perhaps the truth is, every song of this country has an unsung third stanza. Mm. Something brutal shaking underneath us as we blindly sing the high notes with a beer sloshing in the stands, hoping our team wins. Mm. Okay, I was so confident, Ada Lamone, but. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I knew you'd get that one. Yeah, that is a new national anthem, Ada Limon. Oh, mm-hmm. love Ada. All right, this one's kind of a curveball. This ball. one makes me feel better with all the quotes games we've done. This one makes me feel better. I made a point to pick <laughs> some poets, and I know you have read all of these. Very, thank oh. you. I thank you. very carefully. Well, I guess not all of them. You've. I've made sure we've read ninety percent of these. I love that. Okay. This one's kind of a curveball, though, so bear with me. The only occasion of living finally is love sounding motion. Something other than silence takes the mind. Thinking of love, writing is going. Poems are bye-bye, but take me with. Later in the year? Yes. Someone we know. Is this Abe? It's Abe. Yes! (laughs) This is from Crow by our instructor, Professor Abraham Smith. What a great poet. Seriously. So good. So proud of you. He All just right. you can just tell. You just know an A poem. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if there's something wrong with me. Perhaps I've spent too long in the company of my literary romantic heroes and consequently my ideals and expectations are far too high. This sounds familiar. It does sound really familiar. And it should be. <laughs> As okay. Um, wow. Earlier or later? Later. Hmm. One of the more recent ones I've given you. Okay. Poet? No. 
No? Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> very, very popular writer. Okay. E.L. James. <laughs> yep. No. This don't, is Fifty don't, Shades don't of Grey. Don't me. <laughs> this is E.L. James Fifty Shades no, of Grey. I'm dead ass right now. <laughs> no! I have to leave! Tell me this quote again. I'm fact-checking you. Oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if there's something wrong with me. Perhaps I've spent too long in the company of my literary romantic heroes, and consequently my ideals and expectations are far too high. It is. Ah! <laughs> oh. That, that makes me feel bad. I've made everyone sad. <laughs> also, up. we were like, oh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you I read all of the Fifty Shades books. I just had to know. Oh, wait. No, I didn't read the third one. I didn't read them. Because I was like, you know. Mm -mm. All right. Just a few more. Um, Oh, I have to pick a section of this one because I pasted the whole poem in for some reason. Mm -hmm. As if my finger tracing your collarbone behind closed doors was enough to erase myself, to forget we built this house knowing it won't last. Wow, that's dark. Actually, that one sounds very familiar. This is one of my favorite poems and one of my favorite poets. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know you read this one, or at least should have read this one. I feel like this is the is this the same poet that read the book you did for your review, or that wrote the book you did for your review? No. Okay. No. Hmm. Hmm. Read it one more time. As if my finger tracing your collarbone behind closed doors was enough to erase myself, to forget we built this house knowing it won't last. Okay. Is it ocean? It is. Yeah. This is the seventh circle mm. of earth. Yeah. It's the poem that's written where like the page is oh. only the numbers mm-hmm. and the whole poem is in the footnote. Oh, I love that and one. And it's about the couple who was killed by immolation in their home in Texas. Yeah. The, so sad. The gay couple. Oh. I cry. And I'm not ending with that quote because we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> what are these guest quotes? I'm just... We haven't gotten there. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> okay, sorry, 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 sorry. That night, <laughs> sorry, we Mom. got down on our knees in my room. If I should die before I wake, Da said to me, it will be too soon. If I die before I wake. That sounds... So familiar. Da said to me? Da. Da. Is it D-A-W? D-A. D-A. Da. Da. Yeah. Father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, mm. Mm. Hmm. It's a poet. Da-da. <laughs> da-da. His name starts with a T. T.S. Eliot? No. Damn. What? Um. So this is the golden shovel, Terrence Hayes. <gasps> oh, I'm going to slam my head on this desk. Callie, come back. I took Callie, my headphones off. put your off. headphones back on. <laughs> I'm coming back. You put your headphones on and face the truth. <laughs> the truth right. is, this is one of my favorite poems that I did not And you know. messed it up. I, my, right, I know, this like the Ocean up. Vong one, I was like, oh, I love that poem. <laughs> like, like a lot. This is the last one from me, and then we'll get into our guest quotes. Ooh. Its awkward shape made me run there, pulsing on the ground. I was astounded by its size. A gangly white goose throbbed, heaved its head. My eyes dropped. Blood flowers opened in the snow of its neck behind my shoulder, stepping down from a yellow bus. <sighs> Ooh, good read. 
<laughs> There's no Sorry. punctuation, so I felt like I had to do it all at once. Y'all bus. It's the goose that's getting me. Y'all bus. Put a bird in it. You know what emotion that goose is feeling? Hubris. It's hubris. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, so poet. Yes. Recent. Recent. Not someone we've said already. No. Okay. Um, Give me a letter. <laughs> L. Oh. <laughs> London, are you cheating right now? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't read that far. Oh, okay. That's too small. L. L is for the way you look <laughs> at me. me. T. 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 <laughs> LT. LLT? Oh, wait, no, wait. I'm reading the title of the poem. It's LLS. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, I, it's Laylee Long Soldier. Oh. I said T because the poem is talent, so my brain was reading as Laylee Long Talent. You sly dog. You London, sly. you should have read this uh, last week, actually. Is it Porter? <laughs> called out. Called the fuck out. Porter? Kelly, you read this last semester. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I feel like you just went on I our contemporary lit syllabus and just went what? down the list. That's exactly what I did. And then I put Fifty Shades <laughs> in there too. <laughs> really threw us off. It was great. All right. How dare you. These next two are from our friend, listener, and editor-in-chief, Libby. <gasps> Libby! <laughs> who requested I present these quotes to you and I'll give you context after you guess them. Okay. Number one, call me Ishmael. That is this from Moby, Moby Dick. Dick. I had to do that one to publicly shame myself because she asked me what it was from and I went, I don't know. <laughs> I just love... I've never read Moby Dick. The whale is on our... Our, our cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you showed me that, I got scared because <laughs> I realized everyone but me knows Moby Dick, apparently. Oh, no. That fucking whale's back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape the whale. Is that the plot of Moby Dick? Yeah. Kinda. Sort of. Am I the man? Who is the man? What is the man's name? Oh my is god. <laughs> Ishmael? Ish- oh. oh. Call me Ishmael. Hello. All right, follow up. Next quote. Last quote. Okay. There were moments of gold and there were flashes of light. There were things we never do again. <laughs> there were but moments then of gold and there were flashes of light. That is Celine Dion. It sure that is. That is Queen. Dion. <laughs> I love Celine Dion. Oh. <laughs> I do too. It's really bad. I listen. Libby requested mm. I do a song lyric, and then I said, From who? He said, The Great Philosopher. <laughs> the power Celine of Dion. love. Oh my God. The power of love. Oh my gosh. Those are my, go on. my 12 <sighs> quotes for y'all. Thank you. Um, before we go I on. I love that I couldn't even finish the Celine Dion before you jumped in. I should have picked a shorter. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fast. You should have just said and i and i <laughs> and then when we just sat there you just go i <laughs> so um before we go on to our lovely recipe i forgot to mention something about daphne and it kind of is like the quotes game she and her family like her kids and her husband had this like really weird um code language that they would like makeup and i just want to tell you some of them so to wax 
was sexual intercourse. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Robert meant the curse. What curse? Robert. I don't know what the curse is. Oh but my god. The curse of Robert. Um It's their neighbor. <laughs> the curse. Um <laughs> They just hear a knocking just, at the door and everyone's like, Robert. The curse is back. <laughs> oh wait, no, Robert. That's what oh. I, yeah. Oops. Um Doom, any dire happening, obviously. Frisky, an eccentric old person. <laughs> I found my new favorite word. <laughs> A, a shilling was anything disappointing. Wasn't that a shilling? <laughs> My life is a shilling. Um, Witherspoons were dull conversational types. Poor Reese. I was like, leave Reese alone. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, there's so many. Um, crummy or too crumb were was high hopes or anything grand. Oh, what a positive spin on that word. I know. Um, My life is crummy. Last one um, that I'll share with you guys is um, pegs or two peg was someone (laughs) who one momentarily Uh invests with romantic glamour, but more particularly has inspiration for a fictional character. I don't like that. Hey, you know what? These were her code words. I'm going to have to kink shame Daphne. <laughs> she, yeah. I love her so much. I, I just love, love Robert. I think curse. that was just a cover. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm pegging him. And then she was like, oh, no, no, that means... This other thing. This oh, other thing. It just means that I'm making up a fictional character. <laughs> I love that. It's no big deal. What a queen, truly. Yeah. Daphne! I almost <laughs> forgot about that, and it was like one of my favorite parts. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love that. Can I close us out? <laughs> close us out with a recipe. All right. <laughs> so what I'm actually doing for today's recipe is just singing the entirety of Celine Dion's okay. greatest hits. I'm down. Let's do it. What a treat. Because <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Y'all, I'm trying so hard to remember the song she sang in Titanic, and it's just not coming to my brain. My heart will go on. Oh, yeah. And Stacy, I see you. (laughs) The amount of times London and I sing on this podcast is ridiculous. (laughs) Far, wherever you are, I believe that the heart was gone. Uh, I cannot sing to save my life. But here we are. More. You opened the door. I don't know how much of this I'm going to have to cut out. <laughs> I love the Titanic movie. Same. I rented it the other day to watch it. Mm. Should have just bought wait, it. Wait, wait. I want to back up. I want to back up. Yeah. I'm going to. Editing Kelly, I'm going to need your help for a second. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> But did Callie say that Whitney's Whitney Houston's and I Will Always Love You was a Celine Dion song earlier? Uh-oh. I absolutely did, and I am still mortified. I did? <laughs> Wait, did okay. I? Somebody somebody go check. But I think you suggested <laughs> I think I did. that the quote be, and I... I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And well, none of us stopped you. Well, doesn't Celine Dion sing the 
Or is that Whitney Houston? Whitney uh-huh. Houston and Dolly Parton. Go, 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 go. <gasps> I should have done a Dolly Parton song. Jolene. Jolene. Okay, so that Jolene, Jolene. Oh wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'm the bastard. No, you're not because Whitney Houston. But I've heard Celine Dion sing it, and I think that's what I'm thinking is, she sang it on TV once, and she does this thing with her arms. Oh, she <coughs> loves. The she drama. loves the arms. But yeah, you're right. I did. Maybe did she write it? Mm-mm. No, no. Dolly Whitney Houston. Dolly. Dolly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Dolly wrote, um, "I will always love you," and Jolene the same day. Wow. Fun fact, yeah. What a trip. We stand. We, uh, we stand. I love Dolly Parton. But you know who is my absolute queen? Cher. Cher can get it. Seeing her in concert. Cher. Two days after graduating. That's so good. What a great graduation gift to yeah. yourself. Thank you. Or whoever gave it to you. Um, you but now treat? that we've... Yeah, I do. <laughs> now that we've... Gotten that out of our system. Yeah, called me out for being a terrible person. Um, it's fine. You're welcome. So... <laughs> Thanks, Porter. We're gonna we're gonna make a little drinky drink today. Ooh. Drank. But S- neither of th- everybody yeah. shake your Wendy's cups. I have coffee. Perfect. Today we're gonna make the orange Julius Caesar. Ooh. Stab me in the back with that <laughs> straw. <laughs> that was so good and everything I could have hoped for. Uh, so uh, how, here's how you're gonna uh, how you're gonna make it. So you're going to take one and a half ounces of shellback Caribbean rum. And I don't know if that's a brand or a type. Because that's who I am. Then you're going to take a half ounce of Bull's yogurt liquor. (laughs) It's fine. Stay with me. Then you're going to take a half ounce of vanilla syrup, a three quarters ounce lime juice, and seven dashes of Bitterman's orange cream citrate orange peel. Yum. Yeah, this this drink's pretty pricey, but you're just gonna you're gonna put it in your shaker and you're gonna give a little. Oh, I love that. And then you're gonna, <laughs> thank you, and then you're gonna strain it into a chill, chilled uh, glass, and garnish with an orange peel, and that's how you can stab yourself in the back uh, the next morning, because you're gonna be hungover as hell. Hair of the dog, right? That's a good point. You could hair of the dog. I didn't. I should have. I tried to. Uh, just um, every day, actually. I just <laughs> <laughs> welcome to this episode of we're actually alcoholics. <laughs> uh oh. You know when they were trying to break the stereotype that writers are like have their lives put together and they're not all crazy and alcoholics, but we're not helping. Mm-mm. We're just we just like a little beverage. Yeah, little little treat every night every to help night. me sleep. <laughs> just I'm cutting that out because if my parents listen to this, yikes. Yeah, same. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Porter's unbothered. I think that's a great way to end this episode. Uh Mm. Uh-huh. Sippy sip. (laughs) Thank you for that delicious treat. Can't wait to make it on a hot summer day. And... mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's spring. I almost believe you. (laughs) I almost believe you. What's not to believe there? Well, anyway. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Anyway, thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye now. uh, Jolene. 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 Jolene.